Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. Welcome to Things I Wish I Would Have Known 30 Years Ago, but I know them now, episode four. So I'm going to digest a couple of um, podcasts that I thought were really great. I had two amazing guests. One is Dr. Kelly Blodgett. He is a biological dentist based in Portland, Oregon. And we had just the most amazing conversation about oral health. And he told me if your if your mouth isn't healthy, it's it's really almost impossible to be healthy. So we had an incredible conversation and I'd just like to unpack that a little bit for you with kind of an expanded takeaway section, which of course is my part of my theme of things I wish I would have known 30 years ago. So the title of the episode was, Can Root Canals Contribute to Cancer Risk? And he said they absolutely can. And here's the issue is when a root canal is performed in your mouth, the dentist basically removes the lymphatic system, the blood supply, and the nerve, all of that is taken away, then they clean the tooth and then they seal the inner canal of the tooth, which is kind of this like this little skinny canal. Dr. Blodgett was saying that the tooth is porous. And so how does your body handle this slow migration of bacteria that's in your mouth toward that tooth? Because the tooth will no longer have an immune system to fight things off. And so he said, you know, basically that, you know, the tooth ends up dying, you can, it can lead to other infections and honestly just really be super challenging for health. Now, we, he, Kelly went on to say that, you know, sometimes maybe a root canal is the answer, but the key point is, if your doctor suggests that you get a root canal, he was saying, get second opinions. You might want to consider doing some due diligence and reaching out to a, a biological dentist. He also suggested there's an international academy of biodentists, and I'm going to tag all of this in the show notes. And that might be a really good resource to, again, get that more holistic opinion of what else can I do besides get a root canal? So I thought that was such an incredible topic. I've got lots of family members who've had root canals. I'm grateful I've never had one. And I will be honest with you and tell you, I'm going to do whatever I can to never have to have a root canal. Okay, now this is a topic that Dr. Blodgett and I um, really jump deep in, which is mercury amalgams. And I've always had so many questions about the typical way that dentists fill teeth when you get a cavity. And they use mercury because it's a really so strong substance. But mercury is a biohazard. And I, I had a lot of cavities as a kid, so I had a ton of mercury amalgams in my mouth. And so probably about 30 years ago, I started hearing 
holistic nutritionists and naturopaths talking about the dangers of mercury in your mouth. And I thought, well, gosh, I want to get all of these out. And I have to tell you, I didn't have a whole lot of money. <laughs> I was single and had a house payment, and but I budgeted for it so I could get all of these mercury amalgams taken out of my mouth. And here's why. When mercury goes to your dentist's office, it is literally in a hazmat bag as a toxic substance. And then my um, understanding is how does it go from being a toxic substance in a bag to it going into your mouth and magically it's no longer toxic? Of course not. That is... That is not true. And so what happens is, is every time you chew, every time you drink a hot liquid, it's releasing mercury into your system. And Dr. Blodgett was also saying, you know, when you're sleeping, so, you know, it's going to be releasing as you, maybe you're grinding your teeth or, you know, other things are going on. You're, you're exhaling, you're inhaling that mercury through your system. So this is a really good time to consult with a bio dentist because they will know how to properly remove the mercury from your mouth and replace it with um, other substances that are just as strong because Dr. Blodgett was telling me there are other um, products that they can use for cavities that will be just as strong as mercury. And knowing how toxic mercury is, I asked Dr. Blodgett, I said, so I'm assuming we don't use this in our country anymore. And he said, you know what? Sadly, we do. And he just had two dental hygienists in his office graduate a couple of years ago. And he said when they were getting their degree, um, they were still using mercury on people. So time to ask a lot of questions. You know, going to the dentist is something we do at least once, if not twice a year. And you don't want to wait until there's a crisis in your mouth before you start asking questions. So I just really encourage you to um, go to some of these websites, see who's in your area, and start having conversations. And when I think about things I wish I would have done 30 years ago, I wish I would have asked more questions of the guy or the gal in the white coat. Because when they would walk in, I think I would just say, hey, just do whatever you think I need. And I wouldn't ask enough questions. And now I'm asking questions and I'm really grateful that I'm in a place where I can ask questions. And then it's up to me to make the decision for my health. And that could be dental health, it could be your body, it could be be mental health. My final question to Dr. Blodgett is kind of the question I ask at the end of every podcast. What can I do today to try to prevent cancer from ever coming back to me? And I was really surprised by his answer. And so one of the things he was saying is, do whatever you can each day to find 10 to 15 minutes of peace. And so for him, what he says is he likes to play music. And so he will just plug in his guitar, play his piano, and just really kind of check out for 15 or 20 minutes. And he said, so how does this, how does this help my oral health? And he said, almost more than anything else, when you start to relax, your blood flow is so much better. And when that blood is flowing all over your body, including your mouth, it can really help to increase your health. And then he went back to that conversation, which was, you know, when the saliva in your mouth 
which is really important, having really good high quality saliva. When your saliva is good, it impacts your gut health. When your gut health is good, it impacts every known disease, not, you know, common today. So the way you get your gut health to be better is that you start to work on your saliva. So he said that can come from a lot of different ways that we can improve our saliva. Maybe it, again, is checking out for 15 to 20 minutes a day. He said, you know, he likes to play music, but for me, maybe I want to sit down and write in my prayer journal or read my Bible or go to a yoga class. Um, He said, going out, taking your dog for a walk, all of these things can really help to get you into that, you know, really relaxed state of mind, Um, that parasympathetic um, is what we're trying to go for. The other thing that he said will make a really big difference is slow down how quickly you're eating. And digestion truly starts in your mouth. And so you need to eat slowly. And when you're eating, I've heard some experts say you need to get your food to the point where it's almost like applesauce consistency before you swallow. So as you're chewing, your body is mixing the saliva with the food. You're creating a lot of en- an enzymatic process. Um, the stomach acid in your in your stomach is starting to accelerate. So as you swallow, the food is getting better digested, which means when your body digests food more effectively and more efficiently, it can grab more nutrients out of the food, which just makes you a healthier person. So I had a tremendous amount of takeaways from this podcast. And um, just to recap it for you, um, what I wish I would have known 30 years ago is the power of slowing down. And again, even if it's for five minutes, 15 minutes, it can really start to change your health. And that was probably my biggest takeaway with Dr. Blodgett. And he even said, you know, like even more important than the toothpaste you choose or the mouthwash or the or mouthwash or the type of you know toothbrush versus water pick he said slowing down really letting that parasympathetic system take over staying calm it increases blood flow which helps with your saliva that is probably the biggest impact we can make on our oral health which of course then impacts the rest of our body So great podcast. I highly encourage you to go give it a listen. I'll certainly tag it in the show notes. And then the second podcast I wanted to unpack a little bit with you was Keith Bishop. And this was a podcast, um, Daily Habits to Improve Health. And I tell you, Keith is just, um, he's a clinical nutritionist. He is a a retired pharmacist. And we just had such an amazing conversation couple of big takeaways with this conversation. I love, I love eating meat. I, you know, Butcher Box is one of my sponsors. It's perfect for me because I love, I love protein. I grew up on a farm, so I really enjoy my protein. And I was asking Keith, how do you feel about, you know, red meat and protein? You know, there you can be vegan, vegetarian, more plant-based. And he said one of the biggest challenges he sees with meat, it's not necessarily the meat itself, it's the way we cook meat. So he said any time that we really, you know, kind of char food, and it could, it could, that could be charring even, you know, vegetables, it will create a carcinogenic 
type of issue with whatever the food it is. So especially if you're getting, you know, like a Cajun style fish or, you know, like a, you know, a really crusted roast beef, it can be more carcinogenic than cooking things low and slow and eating them, you know, more rare or, you know, medium rare. But one of the other interesting things that he talked about, which I've been doing for years, he said that there's marinades that can kind of counterbalance what's going on with the meat. One of the things you want to add to your marinade is rosemary. And this has been well studied in research that rosemary can kind of, let's just call it dismantle the carcinogenic impact of overcooking or charring your food. So I thought that was just a just a, a really fantastic takeaway that I enjoyed. And then one of the other takeaways with Keith, which I will admit I really struggle with, and that is drinking hot beverages. I live in Washington. It's really cold. And I have to tell you that I like to see the steam coming off of my beverages. I just find it's it's cozy and warm to me on a on a cold winter day. But he was talking about the the cancer risk from eating from drinking overly hot beverages where you actually do see the steam coming off. And it's linked to higher risk of esophageal cancer. Here's the reason why, is the tissue in your esophagus is different than the rest of your digestive tract, and it's just a little bit more sensitive. So he said, every time you drink a hot beverage, like again, a piping hot beverage where, you know, kind of burns your tongue a little bit, it will almost give the esophageal tissue a sunburn, and then it's going to heal differently. And he said in that process, it can increase your cancer risk. So Keith's big tip and one of my big takeaways is I might make tea or I'm you know drinking my morning coffee. I do hold it up and I just make sure that I don't see a lot of steam coming off. And that's when I know that it is an appropriate temperature for me to drink. I asked him, you know, I really don't want to get cancer again. So give me some really basic tips. That was one that I'm incorporating now. And then the other one, he said, you know, cancer, uh, colon cancer specifically is really on the rise for younger people. And he really attributes it to younger people not moving as much as they used to. Like when we were kids and we would go out on a Saturday and ride our bikes all day long. Now kids are more sedentary. They're maybe playing a lot of video games, watching TV. They're just on their phones. And he said, we usually end up gaining weight when you know we're so sedentary and higher levels of body fat creates an inflammatory situation in our body and inflammation can fuel cancer growth. So that was another big takeaway is even at the end of a long day and I'm tired and I'm still going to, you know, maybe go for a 10 minute walk before or after dinner and just try to, you know, stay more active during my day, get up and move. I try to move every hour, even when I'm, you know, sitting at my computer doing bookkeeping or whatever, I'll set a little alarm where I get up, stand, walk around my kitchen, maybe even go outside, get my mail. It doesn't have to be a lot of activity. It can just be, again, five minutes here, a couple minutes here. It's just enough to keep your lymphatic fluid flowing well, your blood flow. It kind of helps to wake you up. So, Really great tips um, from Dr. Blodgett and from Keith Bishop. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I've got both of the episodes linked in the show notes. And thank you for joining me today. 
Okay, I don't need to remind you that the holidays are on the way, which is terrifying, but also exciting. Especially exciting because my friends at ButcherBox are offering my community a free 10 to 12 pound turkey and $20 off of your first box. So if you want to reduce your stress over the holiday season, and serve your friends and family, honestly, just the most amazing turkey ever, use this deal. Go to my show notes, click the link, and then use the code ENOS for $20 off your first box and your free turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.